0: Welcome back to another episode of the Student Athlete Sessions uh, presented by D3 Direct. This is uh, your host, Carl Barkley, and today we are joined by Harry Newton, who is you know, a guru of British university sports and British sport in general. Uh, we first became aware of Harry and um, one of his offerings called Play Overseas, which has uh, helped numerous Division Three student-athletes make the jump across the pond to continue both their academic and athletic career. Um, and we wanted to bring Harry on today to help make more division three athletes aware of the opportunity, um, present in the United Kingdom. Um, and yeah, so Harry, welcome to the program.
1: Hey, Kyle. Thanks for having me. And thanks for the very kind introduction.
0: Yeah. Let's start, let's start this off. What we do with, with most guests, I think just give the listeners a quick, quick, uh, by what is one thing or two things they should know about Harry Newton?
1: Um, things they should know about me, so I've been working, um, I'm a former student athlete myself to start with, so long time passionate sports person, my own personal backgrounds within soccer um, and I've been working in the field of sport and education for just over 10 years now, so I've um, been working with international student athletes, helping them to select their preferred school on the basis of their sporting interest and their academic ambitions.
0: Yeah. And uh, yeah. So I think just, again, as I mentioned briefly in the intro, uh, I started this Twitter account, you know, just trying to give kids insight into what they could do with their career and, and where they could take it. And I saw one of the first interview guests I ever had was a division three basketball player. And he, this year overseas through this group called Play Overseas and I'd never, never heard of you guys. And, um, but we jumped on the phone and, uh, you know, I was kind of just blown away at at what the offering was and, um, and, and the fact that I'd never heard of it, um, you know, going through my own college career. And, um, so tell, tell, tell our listeners a little bit about how you got started with this opportunity and, and how you saw first saw the possibility of linking US and and UK institutions?
1: Yeah absolutely so with my own personal background working um, initially in US college recruitment I was helping um, via my company international students from all over the world look to the US to pursue athletic scholarships at NCAA or NAI or junior college institutions in America. Um, Had been doing that for around four to five years but had noticed that as a lot of our senior or our students progress throughout their education and approach their senior year a lot of these students were really motivated to continue their sport after graduating and all of these students had naturally selected their US college or university on the basis of being able to combine sport and education and for a lot of them it became a shock when they learned that their eligibility would restrict them from doing so as a graduate student and that once they got to the end of their senior year potentially that would bring a close to their sporting career so as a result of that um, we actually started looking into pathways for our own clients so giving them the opportunity for where they could continue playing sport alongside their graduate degree. And as a UK based company, we are surrounded by a lot of universities over here in the Southeast of England. We started to network with some of these universities and explain that we had a group of student athletes that had gone out to America that have played sport to a high level. And ultimately they were looking to do so alongside their master's degree. And um, in the first year or so of trialing that for the student athletes that we had sent out to the States, it quickly became apparent that it wasn't just of interest to those students we had sent out there as we was quickly being put in touch with the friends and teammates of those international students we had sent to america who wanted to pursue exactly the same opportunity that they they was aware that their college career was coming to a close and they liked the idea of playing another year of college sports so um we trialed it for one year and we saw that there was a great opportunity to help more student athletes so um Around then 2016, we launched Play Overseas that was a specific service set up for helping that graduating student athlete pursue their education at a high level alongside their sporting career here in the UK. Yeah,
0: that's a great story. It's kind of illustrative of, of how, you know, it does feel like a final verdict in the United States when your college career ends. We have pretty strict rules about eligibility and, you know, the time that you're allotted to play and people make try to always remind kids to make the most of that. But I think it is a, a good reminder that it is a, an American invention um, and, and that there really is no cap um, on, Absolutely on eligibility that. in other countries.
1: And so, so many students that they're, they're so passionate about sport. some of them selected their high school on the basis of combining sport and education, then they do the same at the college level. And then to be told they can't do that when they're looking at a graduate degree for some of them, then like, that is a defining moment of perhaps whether to choose to stay in education or not. So I think to provide an extension to that opportunity of keeping sport and education together, it's it's such an attractive option for people that have integrated sport and education since perhaps the age of around 10, 11 years of age.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, and is that something, I guess, that, that general concern about eligibility, is that something that still is pervasive for, for, uh, I guess I'll keep it in, in our target audience here for division three athletes that you talk to nowadays. Is that something that comes up a lot?
1: Massively. So, Um every year once our student athletes arrive in the UK, at some point we love to do on campus visits where we do kind of media sessions and talk to them about like how's your year gone overseas, like talk to them about some of their highlights and why they decided to pursue this opportunity. And every year so many of the students mention how they they didn't even know that an opportunity like this existed until they were either like late in their senior year or some of them at the point where they've they've only just graduated in May and started looking for another opportunity. Every year we're being put in contact with student athletes that are so late on in their journey, like there's a massive chance to raise awareness a lot earlier in the process. So current sophomores, juniors know that there actually is an avenue to continue playing after their college career comes to a close. So I I think that such a small percentage of U.S. college athletes at D3 and probably all other levels know that there is actually an option to continue playing over here.
0: Yeah, I think definitely something that we we try to combat um, in terms of misunderstandings is that you know in, in the United States you have three divisions for uh, NCAA sports, and most kids growing up identify professional sporting opportunities with with the highest level with Division One and. Um, and then I think as a result, the only option you have for continuing your, your sport after college is, is having played that highest level. Um, you know, and, and I, I've learned a ton. Our, our team has learned a ton just from, from getting involved and, and finding these different offerings on Twitter and, and, uh, different companies doing, doing things and, um, seeing division three athletes playing all over the world. Um, and I think it's just a good reminder that there are it's, it's never as binary as, as people want to make it out. You know, there's, if you, if you have a desire to continue playing, you know, there's, there's, an, there's an opportunity out there in the world and just might mean being a little adventurous and stepping away from your family for a little while or um, being willing to meet some new friends. And, uh, but generally, it feels like in the Division III, um, the, the, the stories of the, of the Division Three players that we've seen use your service, um, seems like it's gone pretty well. And uh, you, you've had, like, hundreds of kids now, would you say, from the Division Three level that have, that have gone over? Oh, yeah. We've had
1: um, Division Three athletes from over 100 D3 schools in total. I think we're around 120 Division Three schools where, uh, where student athletes have graduated from those D3 institutions and then made the move over here. Um, every year, our biggest sports are men's and women's basketball, women's volleyball, men's and women's soccer. And in all of those sports, we have had D3 athletes, D3 graduates that have come over here and then competed at the very highest level in the UK that have gone into the highest division of UK university sport and competed at that level alongside getting their master's degree. Um, You touched on the different divisions of US college sport um, a minute ago. So UK university sport, apart from being regulated by different eligibility rules that allow student athletes to continue competing it also is made up of very different divisions. so in the US how you have a set division one division two division three and that's where you are UK university sport is very different we do have a top tier which is referred to as a premier year division and beyond that it will go to tier two and so on but between all of those divisions you will have a tiered system where there is promotion and relegation between the divisions every year so the structure of the league the leagues do change every year based on performances of the teams teams that are successful at the lower level can work their way up and potentially stay there whereas teams that aren't performing that can drop down so kind of matching perhaps for those soccer fans like how in the premier league we have the relegation zone the uk university sport system matches exactly that. We have a pyramid that leads to the top where you have the teams competing at that national division. And we've had um, D3 athletes across all of those sports that I mentioned and others such as lacrosse, um, football, tennis, competing at those top tiers um, along with others. But part of what our team's job to do is um, it's not just myself, we've got a whole team who look to provide bespoke advice to student athletes is to find opportunities that match. So I mentioned all of the top tiers there that's available for student athletes to compete at. We're also very proud that we look to find bespoke opportunities for each athlete to match their individual ambitions. So whether they are looking to go on and play at professional level or perhaps maybe now they're just looking to play it fun or socially.
0: Yeah. and no problem it happens and uh yeah so back in the divisions have you seen you know has there has there been a situation recently that you can think about where a you know a student athlete walks into a potential relegation situation helps turn it around or um has has there been a moment like that where you know i guess if if a fan come they're not a fan already of british sports and they don't understand that and then they kind of get involved in it has, has that happened
1: Um, I think a good case for us would be perhaps not um, of I can think of like specifically in like that relegation case. But um, in our very first um, few years doing this, one of the universities that was working with us really closely, they took in a group of... um, I think they had two or three D3 athletes in their first year. They were a second tier UK university and they were able to get promotion to the top year. Obviously, with a UK university master's degree being just a one year programme, some of those players that helped them move up the divisions naturally graduated from their course and moved on. But then the next class that the coach brought in was made up predominantly of D3 athletes, and then they helped maintain that team's premier division status. So, like, that university over the course of a couple of years was heavily influenced by former D3 athletes where they got them to the top tier of UK university basketball. And then in the second year, they was playing against much better teams than the year before, but they were able to maintain the status and competing in that top division.
0: Nice. Very Nice. Yeah and then just to I think to clear things up here for the for the audience that's listening and, and just so there's no you know misunderstanding um these are not pro opportunities correct
1: that is correct
0: yeah so the, this is
1: essentially an extension of the opportunity to continue being a student athlete so Prior to COVID, the US student athletes had a very strict four year window in which they typically would have competed alongside their degree. This is essentially an extension of that. And it's been really popular because a UK master's degree takes just 12 months to complete. The tuition costs are on average a lot cheaper here in the UK. And then in addition to that, there are some scholarship opportunities available. They're not typically fully funded positions, but they are opportunities to reduce those already cheaper graduate tuition fees.
0: Right. And, and just again, for, for full transparency, what, what is the process of working with play overseas look like? Say I'm a say I'm a senior, my my career just finished. Um, if I was a basketball player in in February or March. I reach out to you guys on Twitter. What, is, what does that look like for me? Am I gonna to have to put up a bunch of money to you know, pay you guys to find me an opportunity or how does it work? So we're really proud
1: that we offer our entire service for student athletes entirely free of charge. So we're actually funded by UK universities for marketing the sporting opportunities to international audiences. Um, so there's no fee involved for any of the student athletes that want to explore this opportunity. In terms of how the process works, um, I'll guide you through from the moment a student athlete inquires to potentially departs to the UK. Um, When a student athlete initially goes onto the apply form on our website, they'll see opportunities to enter all information relating to their athletic career and their academics. So what major they've done, what their GPA is, along with providing a link to their roster, video footage and career achievements. Once they've entered that, We will typically go through a short counselling process with the athlete where we look to find out a bit more information. So like what are their ambitions for applying for this opportunity? What are they looking to get out of it? Long term career ambitions, both in their sport and outside of their sport. And then we will use all of this information that they've told us to link them up with suitable opportunities here in the UK. So um, for instance, we might have a basketball player, apply whose ambition is to play at the highest level, wants to be really competitive. We'll get their details to coaches throughout the country that compete at that top tier level and see who of the coaches wishes to recruit them. And then if we get positive responses from any coach, we'll put that student athlete in direct contact with the coach so they can speak to them and find out all about the university, how often they train, what opportunities that the coach would give them. Um, Beyond that, if the student athlete wants to move forward and apply to any of the the options that we found for them, um, we have a placement manager who guides them all the way through the process of actually like, what are the requirements to apply to that university here in the UK? What documents would they need to provide guide them all the way through the process. Um, And then beyond that, um, once the athletes applied, there's typically a separate scholarship application. We provide assistance with that. And then finally, once they've gone through all that, hopefully been successful in achieving an offer, if they decide that they want to accept that offer, we also then help them like finalize it. So we have a a whole range of pre-departure advice around the student visa process, securing their housing, and just getting everything ready for the time that they depart in the fall. So from that very initial moment of looking into the process to actually departing to arrive here in the UK to start their course and play their season of UK university sport.
0: Yeah. And, I, and again, I think the reason I wanted you to walk through that that's very helpful is because similar to the eligibility, uh, misconception, I think there there's really not a service in the United States that, and which is why I was impressed by you guys, um, that that helps families and helps kids without asking for a fee um, alongside that guidance. And so I think, yeah, just prioritizing the student athlete. And like you said, you guys have a relationship with, you know, the universities and the, and the education system in England. Um, but, but yeah, I just think it's um, it's great that, that, you know, kids can explore this option and, and get a better understanding of what's out there and not have to uh, pay up front for it so yeah um, well
1: i think earlier in the call as well you mentioned like the number of um student athletes that we had helped from division three schools in the past like it's, we're just over 100 d3 schools and almost a very similar number for d2 and d1 schools so like in, in all we've helped hundreds of former student athletes across all divisions pursue this opportunity and i think one of the reasons we've been able to help so many is that there is no upfront cost to to so might stop them looking into this process. Like right. every year, we'll have student athletes that apply for this, and they'll end up accepting a job, or they'll become a GA instead, or some of them might be fortunate enough to secure a professional playing opportunity. But. The fact that there's no upfront cost, here, it at least allows them to explore what options are actually over here for them. They don't have to rule anything out. They don't have to close the door and say, I'm going to do this. I've invested my money into this. So I'll look into this. It's entirely free. And they can just look into that, see what opportunities are over here. And if they're not right for them, they can go off and pursue one of their other paths. But at least with it being free, there's no
0: hurdles for them to find out what opportunities are actually available over here. great well, I want to shift gears a little bit into your own student athlete experience and um, walk our listeners through like maybe one of your career highlights and, and something that you look back on from your own career uh, fondly like wh- what was the value to you of, of those the, those years spent competing?
1: I mean my, in terms of I mean in terms of highlights as a soccer player I can always think of this this one very special goal. But like, when you say like, what do I look back fondly? I've got like friends and teammates that like, I was in an apartment of four guys in an apartment and we had the most diverse backgrounds. One was from, um, a Caribbean guy who grew up in Alaska where he was adopted. Another guy who grew up, um, in Eastern Africa, another guy from, um, who had a very traditional upbringing in South Carolina and myself like from the UK it was like so diverse and that group of friendships that I made like we're still all in contact now Uh, four or five years ago uh, we all flew out for his wedding like we all linked up we were his groomsmen on the day like the the relationships that we built was probably the highlight of of the time like you would go to class together you would train together you travel the country together and in a way as well it's cool to see things like that happening with our student athletes as well once they're over here they're getting a very similar experience I guess just in the reverse to what I had it I came from from the UK over to the US um, but yeah some of them now are doing the exact in reverse but it looks like they're building very good bonds and uh, yeah hopefully similar lifelong friendships.
0: Right yeah it's just a year but I do think coming in as a you know having four years under your belt of college experience and you you know how to meet people and you know how to you know I I think you you know how to take advantage of the opportunity a little more to be in a foreign country and explore travel and at the same time develop those those lifelong relationships that you're talking about absolutely
1: and athletically as well around that time sort of in your early 20s, having done four years of college sport, you should be probably at your athletic peak where you go into some of these teams and you can be the difference maker. You can be the, the star player in your respective sport. And um, that's that's what we as well love to see, see some of our athletes succeeding over here. And for some of them in a few different sports, we've seen it become a stepping stone. We've seen football players go on and play in various leagues throughout um, Europe, in Germany, Finland, Poland, um, basketballers go off all over the world. So for some, it opens their eyes to what other opportunities are available elsewhere. And um,
0: it's just the start of an international journey. Great. Well, Harry, any final parting thoughts you want to leave our audience with or any, any uh, last mis- misconceptions about, about the UK education system or college sports that we want to smash here?
1: I would just say that ultimately for so many of our student athletes this is a great opportunity to further your education some of our athletes go on to attend top 10 uk universities that have really impressive world rankings so you can get a quality education you can play your sport the uk university sports system actually offers a lot more sport than the ncaa there's over 50 different sports that have leagues and annual cup competitions but as well as sport education, it's a great chance to travel. So many of our student-athletes apply because they see friends, course mates that got the chance to do study abroad semesters or years that they didn't get to do because they had athletic commitments. And I think this is an opportunity to bring all them together. You can get a great degree, you can continue playing sport, but you can also travel and see a bit of the world that you've not yet seen. So um, across all those points, I think it's a fantastic opportunity. And like I said earlier, our service is entirely free. So anyone wanting to find out, any more information get any advice or find what opportunities are there for them they can reach out and speak to one of our team and we'd be happy to advise them
0: yeah yeah definitely make sure to include uh more information in the show notes and uh we'll be posting this episode on twitter and uh you know anywhere that you listen to podcasts so um yeah i think that will uh that will all be available so um, well, Harry, thank you for joining us, man, and uh, it's been a long time coming. You guys have been doing great work, and we're looking forward to seeing a number of other Division Three athletes follow in the footsteps of, of previous ones and uh, explore both academically and athletically uh, across the pond.
1: Oh, excellent. Thanks so much. I appreciate you having me on, and uh, I'll keep you updated with the future D3 athletes that make the move overseas. Appreciate it.
0: Thanks, Cole. All right. This is, this has been another episode of the student athlete sessions. Thanks for tuning in. We will, uh, have more episodes coming. And as always, if you think of an athlete that has a compelling story, uh, whether during their athletic career or, uh, after college, feel free to send that to us on Twitter or, um, uh, comment on, uh, comment on this recording. So thanks again. We'll see you next time.